What's up, people? How y'all feeling? You all good? Ah, oh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening. Oh, <laughs> you're listening to Ergo WHPK ErgoRadio.com. I'm Kiss. I'm Damon, y'all. I'm glad that uh, we had this little check-in. Yeah, no, that was good. It's important <laughs> to start every meeting, every conversation with a little check-in. Hope you're doing well. Uh, this is, as I mentioned, Ergo showcasing strong young voices from Chicago and beyond. We have a very I'm very intrigued by the beyond. It's like a bed, bath, and beyond situation. You never know what's over there. Uh, but that's basically so that we can interview someone who's not from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a very special guest from Chicago here uh, who we'll get to in one sec. But first, any community announcements, Young Damon? Uh, absolutely. This Monday, it's Memorial Day, right? So it's the holiday that, uh, that you, get a, you get a day off to, to commemorate and remember those that we've lost in war. Um, and so it is, it is our belief at the Let Us Breathe Collective that there has been a war going on in our community for many decades um, and we have lost many and their names get go forgotten too often. Uh, so this Monday we'll be in Douglas Park. It's a free event, free food, free barbecue uh, and we're, we're repurposing this holiday um, and, and the name of the event is Remembering Rakia and All of Our Fallen um, and so what, what we believe is that the same system uh, that, that has killed Rakia Boy and Laquan McDonald is the same system that, that, has, that creates the violence that happens in our community. Um, and so we're trying to bridge the connection uh, between those those two structures and, and what happens in our community and what happens as a result of the state. Uh, so we're giving away free books, free clothes. We make uh, T-shirts and we're building a memorial for, for all those that have been lost to violence in this city um, and, and, and building with the North Lawndale neighborhood and community and rocking with the high school students in Collins. So it's going to be a great time. Uh, come bring yourself, bring your body, get some food, bring pictures of loved ones. Uh, you can get some food. You can bring some food you can bring books you know just come kick it with us monday one to five 15th in albany i think that's all the information people need if you want to find out more you need a reminder you can either of course you know you can listen to the podcast if you need that again but uh you can also there is an event page on facebook you can check it out the other thing and i mentioned this last week we're going to keep plugging it all the way up it's until it happens time. it's almost coming we go a chicago showcase and celebration the second one we're doing it's you know this great event that I said, I can't talk today. We're going to have to. This is going to be a long hour. Uh, the folks here at Ergo Meeting, Damon and me, do where we get a bunch of the folks who have been on the show together. We They perform uh, together. We have visual artists up in a pop-up gallery. We have food, community organizations. It's going to be at the Silver Room right here on 53rd Street in Hyde Park on June 17th. Here are just a few of the names who will be gracing the stage with their presence. Iman Loren, Via Rosa, L.A. Van Gogh. Sam Trump, Fatima Oscar, Def C, Akenya, Brittany Black Rose Capri, and many more. So come through. You can find the information on our Twitter at Ergo Radio or there's a Facebook event page, all that stuff. It's going to be great. You excited for that one, David? I'm super excited. It's for the free, man. Everything, everything free over here. So come rock with us. Speaking of free, let's move into our guest for the week. You like that? I'm grinning ear to ear with that one. So our guest is Soul Patches. Throw all the tags you can. No. Yeah, absolutely. Little Mario in there. Um, first off, thanks for being here. We'll give people kind of a sense of who you are and what you do. But first off, how are you feeling? How is the world treating you? How are you treating the world today? You know, I'm uh I'm in a really uh a really good position right now. I feel very satisfied with um my life right now art school um all my friends are doing well you know they're getting opportunities and they're like uh really working like working towards their goals and stuff and so it's cool to like see them shine i'm excited for remembering uh rakia day um you know i'm just i'm I'm out here just, just shining. <laughs> just, just, just do your thing. Congratulations yeah. are in order, man. Like you, you, you just, you just graduated, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're about to like, go to another <laughs> school. So congratulations. Yeah. How, where did you graduate from, and, and where are you headed? Okay. Um, 
Whew. I wonder if I should put this also, on. Also, I'm going to interrupt. Nice shoes. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, I, I, I love these shoes. I just got them, too. Thank you. I'm sorry, but I'm supposed to keep you focused. School. Right. So, school. I just want to interrupt real quick. Nice scarf. <laughs> so, um, it's interesting. I went to this uh, all-guys school on Belmont in Austin called uh, St. Patrick High School. Um, I graduated, um, like, like, uh, Monday. That was, like, three days ago, two days, two days ago. Yeah. And now I'm going, uh, um, NYU. Wow. On a full ride. Wow. Congratulations. So, so is there a specific program or what are you going to be, be doing? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be acting. I got in for, uh, Hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. So uh, speaking of acting, I think we should transition right into kind of like, I feel like the, the hottest thing smoking for you right now, from what I can see, um, you, you are the leading role in a, in a film that has been, that has been tearing up film festivals, right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. Tell us about the movie and, and so, tell us how it came about. Um, what's, what's the title of it again? Is it? It's called uh, Pronouns. Pronouns, right. Um, basically, uh, it, it came about, um, I was doing... I was doing this show uh, called uh, Track 13 um, with the Young Fugitives around around this time. And uh, um, YCA contacted me. It was like, could you could like, could you commit to uh, um, like uh, doing this? Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Plus Sign, uh, reached out to me. Um, cause shout you, out Plus Sign. Shout out to Plus Sign. <laughs> Shout out to Curiosity. Um, that's uh, that's actually largely how I got involved with um, with YCA. It was through Queer uh, Curiosity, but uh, they contacted me about uh, playing this role um, um, in this film, and it was basically uh, a, a gen- it was about a gender fluid teen uh, dealing with issues with their uh, father and um, trying to make their own like existence. You know, like. Uh, visible and originally like uh when the idea was like like put to me i was um i was like okay uh i want i want to meet with the director we uh continuously talked about stuff and um um i told him my schedule because i was i was doing this show while we like like while they wanted to film so it was like it was it was taxing like like I don't know, cause you know, film you have to like keep, you have to like continuously do things over and over. Yeah, it's, so it's I'm doing so like you know like I know like all right I'm gonna take on I'm gonna if I take on a film you know and I'm also in a run of a uh, of a live show you know, um you know that that's a lot of energy giving, but we uh we worked it out and uh what was cool to me about uh being like in that role was the fact that um I got to write I got to write my own poem I got to write my own piece in there for that character and that's what ultimately made me take the role you know was the flexibility to actually have your creation be in it that was what like led you to feel like this is something I want to take on yeah i felt like uh i felt like that was an that was an uh opener to to uh really voice out um you know my ideas on the uh on the whole situation of um on uh of gender and like your body like like being like air you shouldn't have to like claim it or anything you know what do you just i'm curious what that was mean, that's a, it that was in a movie oh, so we should go see it because <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's the the, the teaser right there yeah. so so I, you know i definitely want to get the details of of when it's going to drop and when people can see it. But, but I want to kind of stay where we are of, of what you're articulating now. Uh, so, so I've heard you identify as a gender abolitionist, correct? Yes. Right? So that has to be like a very dense and complex idea for a lot of people. And I'm sure a lot of people refuse to engage it, right? So like just at like the basic elementary level, what does that mean? How can you abolish gender? How, you know, what, what does that mean for you? So for me, it means in your uh, daily practices – um abolishing like 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 abolishing certain uh i guess uh certain uh con- I, I guess like certain like ideas or stigmas around uh gender in general but how do i put it all right how do i put it like this for me it was um opening up 
to the various like spectrums of what people can be mm-hmm. and the flexibility of that. And it actually like, evo- it like, you know, like uh, it evolved out of uh, seeing other uh, trans and non-binary activists uh, really push for uh, really push like like to exist. And uh, I say exist because on so many levels, people are constantly being erased and out of like conversations when we talk about uh, activism, when we talk about freedom um, and getting free. And one and and it also like uh, evolved out of like prison abolition, like, you know, how can I, you know, like that if like if I support like abolishing prisons, I um I thought about it like this. Um, um, and I'm if I support abolishing prisons and I'm also like non-binary, what does it mean when we live in a in a very police like world? What does it mean when everything like that we engage in like tries to police us? And so bathrooms are policing. Um, so many things are policing. And so um, I came to the realization in the studio one time. I was like, "Yo, I, I think I know. I think I think I I think I'm onto something. Maybe I was like." I feel like all my life um the the uh the confliction like I felt of like constantly being boxed in um and dealing with different power dynamics with people I was like maybe like you know I'm into gender abolition I'm a gender abolitionist <laughs> and like there was like a huge pause like in the room for a moment mm. but um yeah, so the I, I like it's interesting what you're talking about how like even the framework or the the language around the idea of abolition being a like a a tool or a way of thinking that then you could apply, you know, in, in different ways that all kind of fit together there. I think like I, I'm curious about as Damon alluded to the ways that that you know people kind of bucket that term or that concept or that kind of imagination you know um, and <laughs> some people a, are like like what no like what you like you just mean like no gender whatsoever like what are you doing i'm like <laughs> yeah well you know? yeah so i want to i want to go back a little bit let's say before you necessarily had this framework to like define it let's let's just get a little bit of the backstory basically on like you know who you are where you come from where you're you're from so, chicago where yeah. in the city have you lived do you consider so, home I rep uh I rep Southside but um uh I grew up yeah I, I grew up on the south side and north side of Chicago um Bridgeport Projects and Cabrini Green my uh, father's side lived out in Cabrini Green and um a lot of my earlier times was spent up there playing basketball um um how's your hoop game <laughs> how's my hoop game uh I'll be both of y'all. Wow, this is big. No, I'm I'm no. not a shooter, but rest assured, pa- pa- patches, patches. <laughs> um, all love. You know what I'm saying. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate who you are as a person. And like I said, I really like your shoes. But there is a line that I have to draw. Um, and it's and, and this is all about respect. Is this you know beef? No, no, this is not beef. This is this is just a serious moment. I, I've given too much of my life <laughs> to that game to be disrespected at my home. So, so, <laughs> so we're gonna leave it at that uh, because if it goes further, I don't want to escalate the situation because what what you just said uh, was a false and borderline offensive statement. So, so, <laughs> you know what? So we're we're gonna just continue on with. The I day. feel like the FCC might have a problem with that. Statement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that might need to be censored. We're gonna have to edit that out on the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the listeners. Oh my god! For y'all to be so misled by such an inappropriate statement this is why, this is what i this is why this you is don't talk do. to activists this is something that I, see see that's what people don't understand before i was an activist as they say before i was a a rapper or a poet that the hardwood was where i was all when y'all was writing poems when y'all was at protest i was literally shooting in the gym so so all this other stuff is new for me that is my that is my lifestyle that is where i came up from so you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and let, and let kiss kiss step back in because y'all can have a one on one. I would. You know what? I would. No, I'm not. I'm gonna stop. 
Damon's gonna go get a basketball and it'll just be past his eyes. He's just gonna be oh, out doing God. dribbling practice in the hallway. Um, but so you, you, you talked about splitting time between Bridgeport Projects and Cabrini Green. Um, what you know, just just a little sense, like yep. who was in the house, who were you close with, what, yeah, yep. what what was I'm life? I'm like? really um, I'm really close to my uh, younger brother. Um, uh, we both we both got each other into music. Uh, his name he goes by Ego. Um, we uh we would just uh I don't know we spent a lot of time together. Um, my mom uh, was in college. Um, and she uh she was taking care of me. Um, my older brother Annie Lodges, which like she couldn't always be there, and my older brother like would like be like the parent figure. My dad uh he um. He like lived with us like for a short period of time, but uh like that didn't last. Um, but like I would visit him in Cabrini and stay out there. Um, so it was like a lot of like back and forth type of thing. And um, you know, I got close with my mom over the years. Um, she got me into art. She was a photographer. She went to Columbia, did like woodwork, um, and like I don't know. She was just she, she. She was really cool, but like she had to like make money like for like the family and support. So she's like, she doesn't do that much art anymore. When you say she got you into it, meaning she just had stuff around, or she would talk about being a maker. What what, what was? I would uh I would actually like a uh, model for um a lot of her uh like uh photos and stuff, mm-hmm. and it, they would be like all over like Columbia. You'd see them like in the magazines and stuff, um and like the, uh, the college. I meant to say oh but, so um, you, were, you were out here modeling we didn't even put that in the intro look at yeah, that yeah um it's okay. interesting Let, let's list all the art forms so we yeah. so now we got modeling acting rapping poetry is there anything else do you do you dance do you do i used to visual break dance you used to break what else do we got is there anything else we missed you were, you're an activist what, what else what else do we um, miss so the people know who that, that i um to? i was really good at lacrosse okay um, all right and, <laughs> How, how's your lacrosse game <laughs> that that you might I will I will concede. I will give you the lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> I will tip my hat to you. Oh, you know, funny. I would have went to uh, college to play. Uh, I mean, like, I could have played uh, lacrosse in high school. My high school just didn't particularly have one. But uh, I was uh, I was Actually, on the where road. in Chicago did you, yeah, did you play lacrosse? Yeah. I played lacrosse. I've never oh, seen I, So I went to, oh, sh- this is the best part. So, like, I went to, uh, I went to this elementary school called St. Malachy. And uh, St. Malachy uh, is an all-black, uh, like, a small, like, uh, Catholic school. The kids who go there, most of them, like, aren't Catholic. Uh, but um, That's usually how it goes. George Jackson, uh, the Black Panther, went to that school. And, um, you know, I didn't realize it till later. I'm like, um, I didn't realize all that that school put into me. They put mm-hmm. so much into me, they would... Uh, the way they would rep Black History Month, like it would go on for months and months. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I had a we similar were, experience. You know, you know the only we had Black History semesters in my, my first elementary school. <laughs> you know, like uh, rarely, if ever, did we get like uh, white people in our coloring books. You know, I just I just noticed that. You know, they would always have us like like uh, color like civil rights leaders, um, and uh, this woman uh, named uh, Miss Manodove, like she would like like articulate like uh the black women in the movement and all this stuff you know and um like i would uh i would usually be like somewhere you would like find me like reading the autobiography of malcolm x in like third grade or something like in the corner and stuff like you know so like i I just realized what that school did for me but um yeah like i played lacrosse at that school um someone uh named uh so they maintained at least a couple pieces of the catholic school model. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So <laughs> funny. Um, someone at that school uh, named uh, we call him uh, Coach A. Uh, I know his last name's Angelata. Shouts out to Angelata. I don't know. I'm throwing hella names, but uh, <laughs> Dang, he, he was um, lacrosse squad. He wanted to bring uh, he wanted to bring uh, lacrosse to like uh, like black youth. He wanted to start it like a, a movement of sorts, like uh, in the lower area and um, whatnot. And I just got into it, and I was like. I liked it because you know I, I was like, holy snap! I'm I'm good. I'm always good at defense. Like in any sport, defense is my, is like my thing. Mm-hmm. But like with lacrosse, it was cool because like you know like it wasn't like necessarily like football, but like I could still be like 
like I could still like express like certain energies and yeah. be like hardcore, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I wanna I want I wanna skip ahead. Just thinking about like you you mentioned that school, and I know we've talked a little bit previous times about where you just graduated from, um, and it sounds decidedly not like that place. Um, nope. And you also graduated, so you can throw as many shots as you want. But I I'm curious, like now getting ready to leave high school. You know, it, it's one of the weird things about uh, it. Were one of the great things about having you on in this moment is it's like that week, right? Uh, what do you think that place gave you, took from you, um, and what kind of yeah, what kind of space do you think it served for you? I think um, my high school. Uh, it was it was it was one of those things where that uh, that institution almost like took like my soul mm -hmm. um and you know it's i was stressed out every single day i could like it got to the point where i didn't even want to just I, I i just couldn't like deal with it um if you like if you like for people like who don't know um that school is filled with uh mostly uh white students and uh brown people being the second um coming in second around that but uh even like when you think about like class difference, um, there's just certain things that that like that that they're not exposed to on what's they're so like detached from the world, it's it's kinda scary. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like it's one of those things it's 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 one of those things where these kids are like sons of police officers, about to be police officers. And, you know, like the police like uh, train inside the school. Um, there was even an article about that. Um, but it's one of those things where uh, it can be like a hostile, uh, like hostile, um, unhealthy, masculine environment that, um, that, you know, like, like just shouldn't, should not be out there in the world. I feel like that. And. You know, it's one of those things where uh, I've had experiences um, with uh, with um, with a teacher who like he, it, 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 uh, he he made a joke about like uh, I don't even know how it went, but he like he like made a joke about Emmett Till. I'm like, what? And then like you know, it was it, it was wow. weird. It was during like black. We it was like during like uh, like the civil rights uh, the civil rights section. And, um, you know, uh, he like, he skipped over the death of like Emmett Till and then, um, him and the, and the rest of the students, they all like start talking about like LeBron James and stuff, you know, like in like rappers they look up to. We didn't even, you know, like we didn't even like go over the civil rights section or anything, you know, it was like when I was like, this is hella like effed up, you know? And I, I guess like going to that school though, it, um, it made me it made me build the potential for resistance and to become uh um this uh this person who is very passion like passionate about like their views and it actually made me get out of that institution it made me not like stay there it made me not do clubs all that stuff no like i went out of that institution all around chicago uh doing theater constantly constantly even if it was just free work you know yeah just doing stuff so let, let's talk a little bit about your entry into some of those spaces outside the outside that institution how did you find your way onto the stage was it something you thought about in the past uh and, and who no. brought you into that world <laughs> no i did not i did not think about um necessarily being an actor or or being on stage i i mean like i was a rapper before an actor though when i was in like um grade school i was a rapper um i still got some myspace videos out there <laughs> young patch it's terrible oh lord i love that old tune i still do um, <laughs> shouts out to that but um my mom my mom uh, wanted me to do something for the summer. She would like send us to summer school usually for us because she didn't like want to look at our faces in the summer. <laughs> She'd say it's too hot for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, she she sent me to this program, uh, this writing program. I didn't get in. I like wrote this dope poem and everything. 
and I still didn't get in. I was like upset. I was like, I want to be a writer. And she signed me up for this thing called a uh, Yolo Kali uh, commercial free. And I was like, what? Next day I went to audition. I opened the door and there's some crazy like, like curly haired, uh, like dude with huge eyeballs, like walking forward. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and it, it and he's like, are you uh, Miss Carrington? That's my ma. And he's like, oh, and this is your kid? That, and then I'm like, yup. And he's like, I'm, I'm Ricardo Gamboa. Hey. And, <laughs> you know, the rest is history. Um, We um we would uh do, like, tons of, like, guerrilla performances, like me and, like, a bunch of, like, other uh, teens. We would do these. If you don't know guerrilla performances, like, you you go outside, you, like, uh, uh you, you, you're basically, like, performing outside and you're, like, movement. I don't know. That's like guerrilla warfare, but without guns and with choreography, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it just pop up on you. <laughs> Everything is what? Nah, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you know, he would have us, uh, he wouldn't just like have us do this, but like we would uh, go downtown, dress up as like huge, like uh, robots, interrupt the uh, stores, or we would like uh, have caution tape and like separate people by race and like uh, in class and stuff. <laughs> so we were like, we were doing like some pretty like, like radical stuff, but like, I ain't understand it until like, you know, like much like, like later, like just how much that work mattered. Yeah. Um, and from there, um, we, um, when we, when uh when uh Yolo Kali could no longer um like uh hold us due to like some some BS with uh after school matters uh one of the instructors uh, one of the instructors still in the script of uh my friend's play uh Cold Summer um they went on to perform it at Free Street Theater and I was working at Free Street Theater too um they they went to perform uh Cold Summer there and we became the young fugitives ultimately like uh, as the like as, as time goes on you know that's a crazy because right, because first of all shout out to to ricky for anybody who doesn't know ricardo gamboa definitely check out the ergo podcast with him that's he's one, one of my favorites he's one of the yeah. he's the smartest person i know and one of the most critical people one I know, of and, I, 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 and i love that but but like what what happened in that story if i understand is that it, the the script that a, a teen wrote was uh, critical of the Emmanuel administration um, and somebody who was connected to the city got a hold of the script and then like censored y'all and said that y'all can no longer perform it or else they'll like pull the funding yeah. right yeah and they went on to perform it anyways um, on some fugitive underground type stuff <laughs> <laughs> and then like after that um, our, uh, after that uh, wait hold on the thing is like Ricky um, Ricky like he's had an impact on my life, mm -hmm. on a lot of other people I know who are close to me. Um, what kind of, what, what does that relationship look like for you? What did it look like then? What does it look like now? It's interesting, you know, like as we grow, um, uh, he was, he was a mentor. He was, he was like an older sibling. Um, a lot of times, uh, he, he would, he would like take us out to eat like tons of times, uh, we've we've done so many things i don't even like i can't even like voice out all i don't know like how how much like stuff we've done but um from just uh improv to um going to see each other's work or also or like being on the same bill like with let us breathe that was amazing at end of silence or uh we've also how do i put it like like He's also like a father figure to me in a lot of ways. Um, and I think like uh, being exposed um, to uh, Ricky and then like also the ideas and books like he would throw at me. Um, I've like I was allowed to be like flexible with who I am. And so a lot of my growth like uh like rose from like reading uh george jackson uh soledad brother it rose from like uh reading like tons of like bell hook like bell hooks books like uh it rose from like uh recording ricky a lot and like listening to those uh speeches over and over mm -hmm. and over you know like he didn't tell me to do some of this stuff you know like this was like you know this is like uh what i was doing i was like like I'm like this this person is on to some stuff like what he's saying and everything and I um I just wanted to I would, I just wanted to like like 
I guess, like grab some of that and build upon that or uh, create different conversations of that or uh, have those same conversations, but make it uh, but make it actually like easier to understand with other people. And so, you know, it's weird. Like I'm always bouncing ideas like off Ricky. I'm always like sending him like my music, asking him, what what does he think about these lyrics, this topic? What does the outline and work do? And that's one thing he taught me um when when looking at anything um what's what's the uh what's actually happening what's the work that's being done that's not being said you know yeah so i want to come back and talk a little bit more about that relationship but since we've talked about the music a bunch (laughs) i figured we'd play a song give everyone a second to catch their breath this is a relatively new one (laughs) it's a It's called What White People Invented. Oh! (laughs) You're listening to Ergo, WHPK, ErgoRadio.com. White people invented. I've always known the handle by the time I was 17 years old. What you were describing about me when you were later, I was 19. That'd be something else. I've known the handle by the time I was 17 years old. What you were describing about me when you were later, I was 19. Demonic niggeromics, aka Reaganomics Asking where the hell is that nigga speaking of phonics I'm down by the riverside looking for that promise But rock can't save us, let our skin folk are your kid folk Raven too damn basic, aside of just so amazing Flew the fuck out of here, she's a goddamn goddess If you hate this song, you should go head face it You're a motherfucker loving goddamn dang racist Your music playlist is probably named Imperialist Your style of living is something I definitely won't miss Take this about brainwashing wait wait but why's the track keep going stop the track okay well i guess we're doing it uh uh when i close my eyes and when i close my eyes i'm gonna say about these people I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, I had a whole list, but it just all sounded really depressing. It sounded like it's it's making people out here like suffer even till this day, and they can't get out of like this 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 uh, type of like thinking that's been forced upon them in some way. And like, oh shit, I think I'm speaking that language. Wait, 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 stop the track. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best ends to a song. That's funny as hell. Um, oh, that was improv. <laughs> so I'm just thinking about thinking, going back to Ricky for a second. You're talking about those moments where whether it's text he's giving you or just the conversations you're having or the things he's saying, you know, because he throws so much into the world and explodes and knows so much. And then it feels, at least I felt in my conversation with him, like he just explodes everything and creates mm-hmm like space to question everything right so at the time when you're learning to do that and it could still be happening now yeah it's uh, always happening yeah um it's one of those things where especially like uh like with gender like i um i grew up like just like always analyzing why things are like the way they are why do why do uh why do you like why aren't like men like allowed to like showcase like i don't know showcase their emotions why aren't they allowed to just like explore that um i've been thinking about why um why is it that like with a uh, rap um like this art form that i love so much why um even like when a woman is uh rapping why 
why are they always like being a vessel for being like an enforcer or like putting like other people down and um like through my conversations with uh ricky um one thing he would always tell me was like don't put yourself uh on a totem for the city put yourself in service to it Hmm. and so um that's uh that's a quote like uh, i like keep to me like like till i die and um i try to i try to make like with my music when i'm like the the way i uh the way i like operate as a gender abolitionist with my music is is uh like attempting to be selfless with my raps or the meaning and like uh uh and like hope that people can like like receive that well um that's a that's a that's tricky huh yeah kind of tough but i i think that that idea that i'm dame i'm curious what you think about that idea of like not being a totem but being a being in service to the city because I think like part of that's a way of representing where you're from or your community. Uh, that's really different from the like I am the voice of it. Uh, yeah, I think I mean I think a lot of times I mean it, it goes back to our American like consciousness of like overcentering our individual like positions uh, and wanting to be wanting to be like the center of attention. So 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 often even those who are attempting to be change agents want want that change to happen through them uh and position themselves to articulate things in a way that is right above yeah, right like above. the top of the totem Elite. uh and, and so you know that's something that even in in the work that I do like I try to interrogate and criticize all the time as someone who gets more attention for saying things that everybody knows or because I can <laughs> articulate it in certain ways that 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 are able to crack through um or just because of the privileges I have how do I then um kind of break down some of the ways in which um the benefits of what i'm doing come to me um and 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 i redistribute that to the to the the people in the in the the problems that you know i i claim to be fighting for so so i definitely like relate to that but but i guess my question for you since you're so young right and you've been probably doing this longer than i have when when i really hear your timeline uh of, (laughs) of just like how overwhelming it can be to always be trying to like expand your consciousness especially when you're moving faster than than the individuals around you right uh, yeah. um, and There's... especially when you're moving faster like the world right so like in in four years what you have come to understand about gender is something that has been like locked in our consciousness for millennia now yeah right? like, does it ever at, at, at age 17 18 does it become difficult for you to to engage the world does it become overwhelming sometimes to to be so radical it's it's very overwhelming it's it's very overwhelming like especially um like with my family um uh extended family um there's always like a pushback on like like so um like what are you doing like what are you um you know there there's there's often times you you get laughed at on the street sometimes depending on like your appearance um and you know like i i want to put up the fact that you know like i am i am speaking right now at the expense of like you know I, when i'm when i'm speaking i think about all the other trans and like uh gender fluid people who like are dead who may never like have their voice recorded um and that's when i think about stuff like that um you know uh I think about why my politics and the way I operate within that world like matters. So even when I'm constantly like having to deal with friends who don't get the concepts that I'm like Mm -hmm. that, uh, that I'm about who don't like uplift like queer people who don't uplift like women and stuff, you know, um, I'm, I'm always trying to maintain like, you know, like, uh, those, those ideals that I hold dearly to me and, people see that you know people see that um they don't know how to they don't know how to deal with it but they see it and like they see that I'm passionate about what I'm doing like my family sees I'm passionate about what I'm doing and I'm doing something right (laughs) and and like people want to be a part of that like you know like that's what I've come to learn like over the years like like no matter no matter um no matter how they feel about gender, they want to be a part of my life. 
Mm. And I feel like I'm in a very, like, I feel like that's a very, like, privileged position to be in. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things where, where I'm like, I'm like, I'll use all the support that I, like, can to get my views out there, my, my my views out there, but I'm also like very like conscious of what support, what that support looks like, you know? And, uh, I also, there's this thing I was going to say where, uh, where, um, your sister talks a lot about this, like being like radically inclusive. And so the way I operate, you know, like I am radically inclusive. I'm not, I'm not the type of person to just like, like uh i guess like put down with like someone else is like trying to say you know mm-hmm. i never want to like block somebody else's like pathway into liberation you know um you know like i want if anything i want them to i, I want to be like malcolm x says this um i want to be like i'll go this way with them and then i'll be like yo check out this pathway right here you know he said that like to martin luther king he was like i want to steer them on this light this way you know i'm not gonna like yell at them uh you remember even (laughs) you read you read in third grade yeah that book changed my life um and then the asada autobiography but but that in that in, in serving that role um i'm curious what you what you mean about people even if they don't understand or they're not engaging they want to be part of your life they want to be around you think that's like a a charisma thing you think that's because because this is what i was thinking about getting ready for the show you know some of the folks we've had on like we have them on because of their accomplishments or or like the products they've made Mm -hmm. um and with you and that like qualifies them in this like strong young voice category right because they've used their voice, they've made this thing, it's been mm-hmm. handed out, people have interacted with it. Uh, with you, like, it's not that the things you, of course the things you make do that as well, but it, like the thing for me that makes it fit is like the way that you, like... It, I, I, the way it's, that it's, you impact the space. Right. You know, the, way that, the way that you operate um, in the communities that you engage. Uh, you, you, have a, you have an effect on, on rooms and on people uh, is, I would I what I believe and what I think that you're trying to articulate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's like tangible, right? It's, it, and it's more than just charisma. It's more than just wanting to be around you. It changes the way people, yeah, the way people move. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that's learned. I don't know if that's just something that you have, but, and I, I think you're right to view it as something that has power and to, to be thoughtful about it, but it is an amazing thing. Um, so basically, I guess a question out of that is like, what kind of stuff do you want to make knowing that you have that ability? Um, I want to make alternative spaces. I want to make um, nuanced songs. I want to I wanna get uncomfortable. I'm always like, I, I feel like even as a performer, um, you should never be comfortable. Um, like, that that's something that uh, I always think about, like with my work. I never try and like hide from, you know, hide from things. And so, what I would like to do, like with my work, is like continuously like explore, like like the stuff that like like I'm afraid of, this stuff that a lot of people are afraid of. And I feel like hearing that struggle and just being honest, you know honest like honest to like you die i feel like uh that's that's something that i wanna i wanna continue and i'm i'm i want to get as like much resources as i can as i possibly can and distribute those you know i want to i'm not gonna hold resources you know i'm Mm. i don't want to be that person Mm. every resource that i get I try and give it away to someone else that I know. And that's, you know, like that can be difficult at times because that can be difficult at times because like you you give somebody a resource and like they abuse that resource, you know, it puts you on the spot. But um, like that's, I think like that's the struggle when it comes with like trying to be selfless and trying to, trying to, um, uh like grow with that uh with that way of thinking yeah 
So how have you wrestled with that kind of thought as you get ready to go to NYU? I, I wrestle with it every day. I think about my little brother. I'm like, um, you know, like I, I worry sometimes like what he's going to do with his music. Uh, uh, how is he going to use the resources uh, um, that like uh, we've both explored together? Mm. But I think he has it. He um, he has like brilliant views and he's ahead of his time. I guess it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm learning to let go mm. and letting go of this city is very hard, you mm. know? Because Chicago is one of those places, it just like sticks you here. Mm. You know, it sticks to you. And like, I guess letting go of Chicago and all the amazing artists I know that like rest here, it's one of those things that I'm like, oh, this is a, this is a long process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is like, most of them will still be here when you and you like you're not going away forever yeah but with the on the on the family piece i'm just i'm curious because i saw your eyes kind of light up when you talk about your brother the way that i kind of feel when i talk about mine so just tell me like i think this is a nice little spot tell me about your tell me about your brother who who is he he goes by ego or elijah when he ain't rapping <laughs> but um he's He's this, he's this, he's this, he was this little kid, this like little toddler, um, like, uh, um, who walked in to me freestyling on a, on, on a, like, MySpace video. He walked in, like, behind the video and just starts, like, making these beats, just starts making these incredible beats. Like, he just, like, with, with his hands, you know, rhythm and stuff, everything. And from there, I guess seeing him grow and seeing him grow with music and learning to love it like just as much as me was one of those things where I was like I was I was really proud of him. He he's a genius. You give him any instrument, he can make a melody out of like out of it. Mm. Any instrument. He can he can produce like beats and I don't in like 10 minutes if if like really like if he really wanted to. And so, um, his, uh, his, uh, his strengths in music made me, it made me want to work harder. Mm. And so, um, like, and he's an amazing visual artist, by the way. He can draw anything. He can draw anything <laughs> or paint anything. It's one, of, you know, I don't get it. It's one of those things. And he's a photographer. It's one of those things like, you know, like I do a lot of stuff. But you give him something, you give him like a, uh, I guess like like uh, any like like tools or something to just like uh, create, um, sh and he'll he'll show you something. I love that you said yep. he's ahead of his time. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sounds so old and wild. Uh, as we're winding down, I do kind of want to uh, jump back to something we talked about up top uh, in the film pronouns. Uh, can you give us a little bit of like the trajectory of like? you know, some of the, the, the places it's been seen or some of the, like, accolades it's gotten? And then when can just people, when will it be on the streets? When can people, like, see it, see it, you know? Dang, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> one of those people um, that'd be like, I can't really speak on that because uh, I don't know, I don't know when it'll be released <laughs> yet. Um, I know uh, YCA, uh, through, uh, through Curiosity, they had, uh, they had a small screening. Um, I may throw something personally, but, uh, right now we're gonna, I'm not gonna like speak too soon on that. Um, it's been shown at Tribeca. I was though. about to say, you were yeah. like, yeah, it was shown at YC. Yeah. It was shown also at the Tribeca Film Festival. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. That was huge. Yeah, talk about that experience. That's big. That, that was, you know, I didn't understand it cause I, uh, it had been a while since I was, uh, getting into film, I guess. Like I did film with Ricky actually. Um, that's how I got introduced to it. But, um, I never, I never known about like uh, the festival in New York, and I didn't know like its weight and whatnot. When I found out, I was like, okay, that's cool, cause like right at right when I found that out, I found out uh, I got cast for uh, I was in the American Theater uh, Company show Kill Floor, mm -hmm. and I was uh, 
it was one of those moments where I, so much, I don't know, so many opportunities were thrown at me. And what was cool, um, like, uh, I know, like, people, like, from NYU probably, like, might have seen uh, that mm. film. And uh, I feel like that, like, the director uh, of the film, uh, Michael, like, really uh, tried to, uh, really tried to help me, like, in the ways like that he could to get into NYU. Mm, that's cool. So he didn't just take your image and your art and then... No, so he like actually tried to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, like, 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 bless him for that. That was that was a, a that was an amazing uh, relationship we developed within like such a short time. So as we said, we're winding down, but we got a couple games. Let's go uh, live at the barbecue. We haven't done that one for sure, for sure. a let while. You, let you handle that. Where it's so you know it's it, it's getting warmer <laughs> out here in Chicago, which means it's almost time for barbecues behind you can't hear it but under us speaking right now is main source featuring naz's live at the barbecue instrumental so what that means is the barbecue is coming you're invited you have a plus one who are you bringing to the barbecue dead or alive it could be famous it could be someone it could be your brother it could be anybody and uh what dish are you bringing with you go i'll bring uh bernie mac and, uh, <laughs> and mac and cheese. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Bernie Mac and uh, maybe like some. Oh man, so I'm thinking about barbecue now. Some ribs or something, you know? <laughs> some nice, like you know, like. Oh, yeah, why, like, <laughs> why Bernie Mac? He's my favorite, one of my three favorite comics. Why Bernie? Because I, I I grew up um I grew up literally watching that show um. Um, everybody in the family liked the show. They all watched it, and we were like Bernie Mac from Chicago, Chicago, all this stuff, and yeah. and we would like uh, hear about the true story of the kids, you know, the actual kids, you know, yeah. like what they actually went through um, growing up with Bernie Mac and uh, their struggles, and in a way, like we could relate. And it was one of those things where I, you know a lot of the family time happened like watching Bernie Mac um, I heard you would walk through your high school yelling I ain't scared of you motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared of you <laughs> I dressed up like a Black Panther one time at school and like ever since like kids were scared they were like is, is he allowed to do that I'm like what yeah. well the good news is you don't have to go back um, word. so we got Bernie Mac and some ribs That's you're okay you're invited that, that, that works um, all right, let's go game two. You want to do game first? Scared you it? Me. Yeah. Well, this one's even scarier. <laughs> word, word. So under underneath right now, we got the instrumental for All Falls Down, right? So, so we're all self-conscious. Just here at Ergo Radio, we're the first podcast to admit it. Um, <laughs> and so, and so whenever we play this game, Kiss and I, uh, we, we 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 share an insecurity. Right or so, or something that that, that uh, we're self conscious about oh, that we welcome you to either engage what we say and, and, try. and critique or you can share one yourself but but no pressure on that. Um, I didn't prepare today. Um, shoes. I've always been really uh, self conscious about the shoes that I wear growing up. Like you know, I got real stuck into like the the shoes made the man you know it's got to be the shoes mentality especially as like a, a nike and a jordan head uh so that, you know especially when i would come home visiting for, come back home from school like i would really be intentional about like making sure that my shoes look nice so that people would think that i'm cool uh but then after a while i got really critical of that uh and so now i, I have all of these shoes that like i think are like kind of like hollow goods right like they kind of have problems <laughs> but i still really like the design still like culturally and artistically connected to them but then i feel kind of like an asshole walking around in like shoes that were like made by slaves you know uh sweatshop shoes <laughs> and so yeah and so yeah like, that, that's something that like i i continually feel feel self-conscious about so first i didn't have them then i had them and wanted to make sure they're always clean and my outfit was popping and now i have them still and like feel weird about wearing them um, mine is uh, so I was thinking about this on the train today because it was packed so I grew up uh, in the Bronx as I mentioned often um, which means I spent a lot of time on the train commuting to and from school which means that I have dealt with every kind of 
terrible train rider. <laughs> um, and I think my one of my biggest flaws is that I have a tendency to be the person who leans against the pole. Um, rather than just holding on, I'll like have my back on it and I end up taking it. And then, and, and also like I'm, if I'm tired or if People it's summer and it's hot. You. Yeah, no, I'm pretty unapologetic about that. Um, and so I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to learn, but I think that I, I've been a pole leaner on the CTA and the MTA two cities. I probably do. I didn't. I didn't even know that that was like not the protocol. Like if it's a free pole, I thought. But like, you're people, supposed to... people can't hold on then. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, that, that's you know, I'm insecure about uh, um, don't make fun of me. We, we, yeah, I'm kidding. No, it's weird. We're not I'm insecure. <laughs> I'm insecure about uh, um, when when people who are like able to walk and like I I everyone's walking and like I I'm walking too. And like everybody foot like always hits the ground at the same time. <laughs> like no matter you know, like no matter what's happening and I'm like it I'm insecure about it because I'm like I'm like will they see me hitting like hitting the ground the same time as them? And I'm I'm just like freaking out and I'm like, why do we do this? And I, I try to like walk on a different rhythm, but no matter what I do, we're all on that we all hit the ground at the same time. Damn, that's I profound. Like that. I, I yeah. get what you're saying. About I know. Yeah. yeah, it's like mind-boggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where, so before we get out of here, like the most important game that we play, uh, oh, it's all about accountability here at Airguard Radio. Uh, and so there's a sect of the world that, as I say every week, has been running amok, uh, and that is R&B singers. So oh, what, what we do man. is every week we ask our guests to call out an R&B singer from the Motown era to the last Tory Lane song that just came out or whatever. Uh, and, and, and we hold them accountable. We start beef with an R&B singer. So it could be out of love, uh, but you I always hope that it is not. I mean, what's that, what's that guy's name? Uh, the Weeknd? Okay. Ooh, like that's, the second, that's the second weekend we've had. Saba actually also started beef with The Weeknd. <laughs> <laughs> why the uh, why the weekend you know i just i don't i'm like i i'm i'm like yo you 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 gotta you got a gift but where are you like which what are you what are you like what are you talking about yeah, what are you talking about <laughs> what are you making like you could make like some pretty like cool stuff but you just like as Kiss destroys the studio <laughs> in the background. We're blowing Look, this place up. You're just like, how do I put it? Wasting, wasting beats. <laughs> okay. Word. You know? yeah, I've always that. said that his music sounds like you're listening to it from the hallway outside of the room it's being played in. Like you can only hear the echo of it. <laughs> so are we about to, are we about to get a performance? Yeah, yeah before this we go. Is? So uh, you might be willing young patches to grace us with some sort of live performance is that true oh yeah 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 that is true um, here are some headphones you so you can hear it i got the instrumental give me a here. second sure oh, no gosh. problem um, while patches is getting their stuff ready i'm definitely gonna shout out our sponsor when we get out of here we are going to the lighthouse on 53rd street i'm getting the salmon as always shout out to the lighthouse 1373 east 53rd go there spend your money and uh, a brief reminder to bookmark june 17th for we go Chicago showcase and at the celebration Room. at the also, Silver Room. Also on 53rd. We might be gentrifiers at this point. <laughs> this is an interesting we spent conversation. too much time on 53rd Street. We should continue having that conversation. <laughs> Let's go to 47th. I don't know. Um, but no, a, love to the Lighthouse of Silver Road. Just make sure that joke doesn't get misinterpreted. That's a yeah, very good. good... Ooh, I wish we had a whole other hour to talk about that. All the right. good news is we'll be back next week. You ready to give us something to take us out? Yeah. We're, All right. Here we go. Ooh, can you turn that up? Some more? Alright. Uh. It's kinda out of this world that I dream to be out of this world Since I've been brought in this world with no direction in sight I hold my heart for myself, chain myself in my filth Clean myself with the dirt, chill I've been through some damn hell Speak of the hell, speak of the hell, I am demon of Horus Speak of the hell, speak of the hell, I am Jesus of Horus People would tell, people would tell, you not follow your dreams F that, I wake up, make fiction out of thought I-E-A-O-U, semi-Nazar-Ravikou Alphabets from Elders always watching over you 
People who make love will always know the truth. Listen to a heart, it'll always play your mood. I-E-A-O-U, say my Nazarafiku. Alphabets from elders always watching over you. People who make love will always know the truth. Listen to your heart, it'll always play your mood. Starting on nothing, I'm running and humming a life for dreams. Meaning a death, loss of breath, hoping that I inhale all my worth, coping to exhale all my curse around me. Let cop bullet not crown me, let solidarity find me, let black brown bellies grow to see how they cut our bodies not slowly. So existence is resistance, norm is destruction, other is a discussion to decolonize oppression. Alphabets from elders always watching over you. People who make love will always know the truth. Listen to your heart, it'll always play your mood. I-E-A-O-U, say my Nazarafiku. Alphabets from elders always watching over you. People who make love will always know the truth. Listen to your heart, it'll always play your mood. So like, hey, yeah, that, that was, was something I've been working man. on. Patches, we appreciate you so much for coming through. Let, <laughs> let the people know where they can find you real quick as we get out of here. So uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter or SoundCloud as uh, Soul Patches, S-O-L, and then like space, like Patches, P-A-T-C-H-E-S. We, we air go radio everywhere. If you, if you go there, you can find us. Shout out to Caleb. Come find Patches in the New York streets coming in the fall. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. Much love to the people.